What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well. And they're always rotating in new seasonal cocktails. So come through and check out what they've got on deck for fall and winter down there. The patio is now nice, covered and heated and will be throughout the fall and winter so come through and big thanks to produce row for sponsoring this episode of the podcast happening everybody welcome back to another volume of i dig records a dan cable presents podcast coming at you once again thanks for tuning in if this is your first time listening thanks for checking out the show if you want to help support in a free way you can do so by clicking subscribe on itunes clicking write a review giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts and giving the podcast more visibility, helping strangers find it, and uh, just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing. You can do it at any time if you've been listening for a few weeks, if you've been listening for four years, you know, anytime it is helpful to do so. And it only takes a few minutes. If you're not listening on Apple, just hit like, follow wherever you are listening from and you can find the podcast on spotify now and i've also been dropping some monthly playlists there as well so you can check those out every first of the month i'll put the link in the episode notes for those and you can find regular episodes of the dan cable presents podcast every friday usually me in conversation with an artist covering all genres And you can find new episodes of I Dig Records at its new scheduled release day every other Tuesday. So this will be the last one that comes out on a Wednesday. And then moving forward, we will go to Tuesdays with those. Try to give a little bit more of a gap in between uh, the regular releases on Friday on the weeks that that happens. So will it matter? Who knows? 
Anyways, you have tuned into volume 32 of I Dig Records, and this is the best of 2021, the year in review. My cousin and I covered about 20 records or so this year, and uh, I had him on to talk about some of the chats and albums that we talked about that stuck with him or had some sort of impact. And then after we talked about some of those, we also just chatted about other songs and albums that we found this year, either that got released this year or stuff that we just found that maybe had been made in prior years. And we chatted and uh, listened to some of those tracks as well. So this is uh, just a hang and hopefully just a cool way to highlight some of the chats we had. And if you're a new listener to the I Dig Records series, maybe something that can be a guide for you if you want to go back and check out some of the episodes from the 2021 year. And if you're local to the Portland, Oregon area, I want to tell you about some DJ residencies going on at North 45 in Northwest Portland. Every Tuesday night, there's music there from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's on the covered heated patio is where the DJ is set up, but uh, their set is played throughout the bar inside as well as on the front patio as well, which is really cool. So every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., first Tuesdays is Vanport. Second Tuesdays is WWJP, and Third Tuesdays is Sicko Side, One Drop System, playing a bunch of vinyl, and Fourth Tuesdays is former guest of the podcast, Spinach. So that's every Tuesday night at North 45. There's a different DJ there, and then also there's Sunday music from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. as well, and then at Produce Row. Got music every Thursday night going on over there from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And every first Thursday, including this first Thursday, January 8th, you can check out the Jeff Chilton trio over there. Killer band led by Jeff Chilton himself, who has also been on the podcast as well. Just an incredibly nice dude and amazing musician. So Jeff Chilton Trio every first Thursday over at Produce Row. You can also catch music there every Sunday from noon to 2, the brunch set over there. And uh, Kitty McLean will be there on the 16th, spinning all vinyl over there. And I will be there on January 30th doing an Ernie Moose DJ set. So come check out some music over at Produce Row. Sundays, noon to 2, Thursdays, 6 p.m., to 8 p.m. And with that, we are going to get into the iDig Records Best of 2021 Volume 32. All of the links will be in the episode notes. Thanks for checking out the show. Hit me with an email if you want to uh, hear us talk about some particular records on here or you just want to send in your, your general emails about anything, whatever you want to talk about. It is dancablepresents at gmail.com. Let's do the damn thing. I just want everybody to know that I dig records. I dig records, bro. All right, Cuzzo, you ready to uh, get into this year in review, this I dig records special? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love a special. Yeah, it's 2022. I was talking with some friends. It's funny because, like, when 2020 ended, everybody was like, yo, 2021, finally. It's going to be so much better, so different. It's like the same shit. So we'll see if 2022 is different. It's, like, off to a pretty wild start with the Omicron. Yeah, right? It's like, I don't know. I guess it's pretty played out, but uh, it's just very strange that this is – this has just been it for the last like two plus years now of all yeah, of this uh so. this covid shit i mean i'm happy i got to uh actually get out to some shows and some some festivals this year you know and yeah. uh there's a little blip of of some yeah return and i know you got shit, you got a few live shows in this year so that's dope it's still weird yeah. though i don't know it's like the first especially those first few big shows that i went to 
it was it was uh it was a little strange at first it took me a, a little while to get get comfortable in those quarters especially the indoor stuff yes yeah, it's, it's still stressful man it's weird it's weird and stressful but yeah we'll see where it goes what's cool is um people are still releasing music all the time so you know that hasn't to my knowledge slowed down at all it's just the shows so there's more time to create and more time to listen and that's uh that's i guess a nice nice you know vibe to yeah to absolutely hit, you know? so we uh we talked about 18 records or so maybe maybe 20 over wow. this uh this past year and the uh, the first couple the first couple episodes were still in that original format where we were talking like two records at a time and yeah i don't know the a few up, episodes yeah. into the year we we shifted into that single record format which i think has been been good nobody needs a two and a half hour podcast. i mean two and a half was probably at best you know it was probably three most of the time with those two records. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is not not one. Yeah, not one that I selected as a as a favorite, but a standout conversation this uh, this year was that Third Eye Blind record that we did. We did the mm, self titled mm-hmm. Third Eye Blind, and you had never really, you know, listened I to never, it. Not really. I mean, yeah. Not at aside all. from knowing you know, the eight singles the that are on the record. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew half the record. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that was one, you would have a million singles. Yeah. That was funny though. Cause that was one of those episodes that even though we did one record, it was still like a two and a half hour episode. So yeah, yeah that record was cool, man. I feel like it was, um, you know, such a huge record for so many people and i was a little too young um but it's still it's influence definitely you know pushed through to a lot of the bands i listened to and a lot of friends and all this and that and i just had never known the record but uh yeah it was cool being able to listen to it and hear all these things that totally make sense now in a in different contexts you know Losing the whole year, losing a whole year was that's like such a such a, a good opener. Yeah, it's one of the best opening tracks on an album, I think. Especially yeah, for I mean yeah, no, for that like, genre of music for sure. I feel like that the spirit of like what happens in that opening track it like really carries throughout the whole record too which is really yeah cool. no totally it's like a good like primer for like what's going on yeah. in the whole rest of the album but yeah man like thinking back i don't know I don't know how well your your memory works, but what do you? Is there is there any either, not even you know necessarily like specific albums that we uh, that maybe you you even love out of the ones we talked about? But is there any like conversations that stuck out to you when looking back at the list of of albums that we talked about this year? I like talking about Asia, uh, yeah, Steely Dan record because. And similarly, the Tom Petty record, because we both gave each other the extra homework of watching the documentary that accompanies the album. And I feel like that, uh, anytime you watch a documentary that's like about an album and all this, like, in sort of really in-depth way, then you like hear it totally differently. And that was fun because, you know, the Steely Dan record is just amazing and so is the the petty record and you see like they were both made in such sort of different ways you know what i mean the steely dan records are like so meticulous and like sort of like insane you know and like 
so nitty gritty compositions and all this and that and then the petty one is like sort of just a lot more of this just like going with what feels good you know what i mean like just like yeah. a different approach but it's cool to be able to see how they both were made so differently and they're both just like fucking classic albums you know and I didn't know the Petty, I, I really didn't know Petty much at all, um, other than the hits. And, yeah, it was cool getting to know, you know, a record in full of his that, that I was like, oh, this is like, I get it, you know, I get it now. This is, there's some bangers on that. it too much and not like really trying to look it mm-hmm. in the eye so much yeah. and just trying to get get yeah. out of the way and and let it happen yeah yeah and that's like you know i think that that's a good good way to like sum up sort of the difference between yeah. steely dan and, and the john petty stuff because steely dan wants to know exactly yeah. what's going on they want to look it right in the eye and petty's a little bit more like well it's this the songs just sort of come through me, man. I don't really want to know what's going on too much. I don't want to question it all too much. It's just yeah, he didn't this, want to turn know? it into like the Donald Fagan math problem. That uh, the Asian one sticks out to me heavy. And and again, mm. I think because of what you said, we both watched that that documentary on the record, which is just like really great for informing a conversation. I think you know, I, I definitely want to like mm-hmm. keep doing more of those types of records where we can kind of get some of that insight. Um, but yeah, I think that one just also like blew my mind. Cause I had only really listened to that album front to back one time before that. And it definitely wasn't mm-hmm. intently and a lot, like there's mm-hmm. a couple of those songs that just often make it into my DJ playlists and just mm-hmm. a record that I'll just throw on pretty you know in the rotation there's just so many good songs on that one but also just learning that their their mentality of kind of just finding all these pieces to finally make the record that they really wanted to make and i think that that Mm -hmm. particular um approach has stuck with me in a way that like i've brought it up in several conversation sense on this podcast just talking about that mentality of of having the uh the vision to do so and i don't i don't think that that's really like what every band should do i don't you know i think sometimes Mm -hmm. what yeah not one sometimes what you need is is right in the room but to kind of have the the thought to be like you know what it doesn't matter if we have the same person play on every track and it doesn't like have to be no. in house and just to go get exactly yeah. what you want. But again, that goes back to the, that calculated mentality and really like you're, you're, it doesn't seem like there's a sacrifice for the vision in the head. You know, it's like, this is what right, we're going right. to get. This. No, exactly. You know, right. It's, it's like, yeah, we're not going to sacrifice at all. Like, I know exactly what I want it to sound like, and we're not going to stop until we get that, you know? you got to love them. But it's not like you go in there, and you're just really good friends, and you'll play, and you'll try to get into it, and they'll say, yeah, that's really good. And then the next day, somebody else is doing it, a whole other band. It wasn't like they played musical chairs with the guys in the band. They played musical bands. A whole band would go, and a whole incredible other band would come in. We never came up with a band of our own that we felt was the right combination of guys, that it was stable. It was just me and Walter. You hear somebody in a record, and you say, wow, listen to this, this guy's a great solo, so let's have him come in. And you know, what would he be good on, you know? What would suit his style, you know? That's fun. 
This tune, I think, is infamous among studio players in that we hired a couple of guitar players, you know, to play the solo, and, and it wasn't quite what we were looking for uh, until mm -hmm. we got through three or four, five players. Six, six, six players, or seven, six you or know. Six or seven, eight players. That's also where we found out that Black Cow is uh, just a root beer float, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro, it's just called a root beer float. <laughs> it's, and that, again, just goes back to all that regional shit that we talk about, too, and how different the, the country is, uh, not just musically, but just with, like, fucking lingo huge. about things. And you went yeah. to the fucking school in minnesota man you, how many kids did you talk to that called sodas yeah. pops and yeah it's weird they're wrong yeah that was a good one though and then um the isabella antenna and cavale record that was fun because that was one that neither of us really knew even though i'd suggested it i had just gotten hip to it like you know a week before two weeks before um and that was that was a fun one to talk about because of the way that she was just doing this like, you know, this cross genre thing where we were able to talk about, you know, samba and then like electronic music and city pop and you know funk and soul. So that one sticks out to me too, just because the record is so unique. I think it brought a good conversation in general. You know? Yeah, definitely. That was. Uh gotta be one of the albums musically that sticks out to me just because it's it's one of those things that was like pretty different from anything i ever heard yeah i think that's where its strength lies you know seaside weekend dude <laughs> yeah yeah seaside weekend is amazing record man really there's only one or two songs did we do um did we do the record uh with mary on it this year or last year <laughs> that was last year right, talking right, about well, shout out to that. todd terry yeah. um it's album time for you long time i dig records listeners you know that 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 mary Great album am amazing album but the mary track on there has been become kind of like the measuring stick for missing on on this podcast and referenced yeah. quite a bit it's a bit of a meme it's been re yeah. as relentless as our shots taken at uh ladies and gentlemen um we are floating in space we're floating in space <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that too <laughs> And this wasn't even shots taken. It wasn't even shots taken. It's just that hey, this record's not the best record in the fucking world, like everyone says it is. It's a it's a fine record. It's good. It's cool. It's everybody a good record. It's not it. an A plus. That's all I can hear. Yeah. Every, everybody <laughs> needs to stop freaking out about it. It's good. It's it's good. Not it's so fucking funny, game changer. The Vince Staples record is still one of my most listened to records of you know the last since it dropped which was this summer i think um so that was cool because that was one that we both listened to and and talked about as we listened to it in full you know um that was one we did on your front porch i liked that that was a good vibe and that record's still like blind top, listen for like, me too yeah, blind listen for you. And that record is just, I keep spinning it, man. It's so good. It's like, yeah, if I have to pick a record from this year, it's probably that one. I don't know what the name of that opening track is. I'm yeah. blanking on it, but that is a song yeah. that I have continued to yeah. put into my DJ rotation. Yeah. Uh, that record's got this yeah. melancholy to it yeah. that's so, yeah. so nice, you know? And Kenny. It's really, uh, 
Yeah, and Kenny kills it. And yeah, it's just, you know, you just put the right people in the room and you don't have any ulterior motives of getting fucking pop hits, you know? You just make some real, like, real records and that's what you get. It's amazing. It's Are You With That. That's the opening track on that. Tapping into something nostalgic, but it's not, it's still very fresh. It's just one of those things that seems to put you in a space of thought and yeah his voice man every time i'm playing him in the car sierra's always like who's this i'm like vince and she's like oh yeah i love it <laughs> you know what i mean she doesn't even really listen to vince but she's like i love his voice yeah you know? beautiful <clears throat> yeah, he's he's slept on, you know. He really is. I think uh, one of the albums you turned me on to that I really enjoyed our conversation about was the Dots and Loops album from Stereo Lab, and it took me a few yeah, listens man. to really grasp it or enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But now, even any gripes I had during that conversation i've kind of like mm -hmm. escaped and now i just kind of love all of it the record's amazing dude yeah. it's like such a good record i should listen to that today that was one that like i just like listened to like a maniac for three months and then now i just you know i'm listening to other stuff as far as like just like records that can't be fucked with that's like one of them you know like that record is just like a fucking force of nature you know that record's so good it's so fresh in so many different ways like it doesn't feel redundant you know but it also feels cohesive at the same time yeah that all their use of the odd time signatures lots of stuff in five on that record it's really cool you got like the horns and all the shit, man. Yeah. An interesting dynamic between, um, I'm forgetting the names of, uh, I'll get you. I'll get you. The, yeah, the, the, the singer and then the, the main songwriter because they were dating. Right. So, uh, sort of that, going through it at that, that point, tension, too. I yeah. Think. We talked about that a bit during the, uh, the episode. It's, uh, Tim Gain. Mm -hmm. And Latita Cider? I think this thing is. Oh, Leticia. Um, is, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Because they're French, right? Yeah. 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 So that's an interesting one. Yeah. That that record is. I like I said I forgot about it until right now, so I need to listen to it again, and I recommend everybody listens to that record. So really amazing and also slept on. Find me anything else that sounds like that, you know? Like, you might be able to find stuff that's similar, but it's not the right. same. If, it feels like it could live in a similar space as some of the Radiohead records, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like totally, it's some it's sort different. of replication of it. It's brighter than a lot of the Radiohead records. It's, it's hookier, too. You know what I mean? It's less guitars than the early stuff. And then the, then the later Radiohead stuff is yeah, it's just much brighter. Yeah, the arrangements on that on the record are crazy though. A record that I was not expecting to like, or I wasn't not expecting. I just was like, oh, whatever. I guess we'll do it, you know. And then I wound up really liking was uh, the Land of Talk record. Oh yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't expecting to like it. It was more just I was like, 
oh, I wonder if this will just be like a fine indie rock record that sort of blends in with a bunch of other indie rock records. Yeah, know? and you also and don't like, just like love sitting around listening to like straight ahead singer songwriter stuff anymore either for for the most yeah, part there's yeah some it just exception. wasn't necessarily where you know where my ears were but i really liked it and it made me like excited about sort of the genre in in a lot of ways because it was taking really i wouldn't even necessarily call them risks as much as it was just like taking subtle interesting choices you know what i mean it was like because that record's really 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 coherent and very much in the 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 lineage of indie rock you know what i mean it's not breaking that mold um but the way that they did it is so it makes it fresh because of these you know you're at a crossroads and you can choose a or b and like they made an interesting decision there you know and you get to the next crossroads in the song and they can choose a or b and they chose an interesting decision so yeah that's that's one of the records that i I really actually wound up liking a lot more than I thought I would. That's very cool. Um, uh, yeah, I was stoked when we talked about that and that you seem to enjoy it so much. And Yeah, there's a lot of choices. I remember when we talked about that, there's some sequencing choices that we both really appreciated, especially mm-hmm. at the top of the record. And it's, yeah, wait, okay. yeah, it's indistinct conversations is the Land of Talk album. And Diaphanous is the uh, the opening track. We have to be shout oh, out. Oh yeah, shoddy pimp. Uh, that that conversation really still needs to happen, and I, I really With want you pimp? to guest yeah. host um, on that. On that, yeah. for shout sure. out to shoddy pimp. Everybody go listen to shoddy pimp. He's amazing. Memphis shit, just like yeah, coming real with it and still coming real. Both of those records, and he's got a bunch of other stuff out too. Um, but yeah, those are both like '90s Memphis records that are just amazing so actually the land of talk one we did with ink okay and the shoddy pimp one was the one that we did with sonic Youth. with sonic Youth. Yeah. okay but land of talk great band they just put out a new ep they're on saddle creek <clears throat> i like a lot of the stuff that comes out on saddle creek you know we did that young mm-hmm. jesus album last year really trying to get land of talk on the on the cast this year that's a that's a goal oh, yeah. for sure of just yeah, that was one of the bands that I found out at the very tail end of last year that just uh, hit you. Hit me. They got me. They got me good. How'd you find out about them? Just through the label? Yeah, it was a blind, kind of a blind purchase. Saddle Creek was having oh, a at the sale record store. last year at the end of the year. And I wanted to buy a couple vinyls. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things. If I would have got a couple more, there was such a good deal that I was... I, I right. checked out a couple songs real quick from Land of Talk and uh, just kind of trusted. I trusted. Yeah. And I bought both that Indistinct Conversations album and I also got Life After Youth, which is cool because it's a no, pretty... Uh, Life After Youth is a different dynamic sonically than uh, the Indistinct Conversations one for sure. The Neil Young episode. We did Everybody Knows... This is nowhere. nowhere. And that was one I picked after just hearing that title track for the first time. And I'd never really gotten into that Neil Young album. And I know that you hadn't either. We were both like familiar with a couple songs on it. But that was another one where we both watched some interviews, specifically the Kurt Loader. Oh, yeah. The one with what's his name? The Kurt Loader interviews from the 80s with Neil Young. And I. 
I put some of those into the episode and I remember that was a really fun conversation as well yeah I mean yeah Neil Young it was it was cool to do a record of his that I didn't really know some of the you know the, the inner songs on I knew the hits but the, the, the non-hits were my favorite parts of the record you know like yeah he's uh you know, yeah. I drive around here listening to Neil Young quite often. <laughs> right, you know. right now, just passing time. Everybody seems to wonder what it's like down here. I gotta get away from this day to day running around. Everybody knows this is nowhere. And we paired that one with the Dwight Sykes. Introduced to me, and I, that is a record that made it into my collection. I, I have that yeah. on vinyl now. Shout out to PPU, People's Potential Unlimited, EarCave.com. Yeah, they uh, that label's awesome, and Dwight Sykes is amazing. It's some '80s four track, you know, just sort of lo-fi like songwriter type shit, but it's super funky drum machines since Yeah, yeah, that that record is. Um, that's one that you can just like put on and if it's the right vibe you don't have to touch it you know it, it just rolls you know yeah we, we talked about that quite a bit with some of these records this year it's those those albums that you can just uh you can put down the phone there's no reason yeah. you're not gonna be yeah. uh, pushing the skip button at all right and that was uh yeah that, that was volume volume 11 of i dig records that neil young Dwight Sykes back in in January, so we were just kind of kicking kicking the year off. Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out, and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, we covered some cool shit, man. Like even some of the stuff that I was a little more familiar with. We did that Bonnie Bear, 22 a million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one I hadn't, I mean, I listened to it when it came out once and then I just didn't go back to it. So it was nice to be able to to go back to it because I, I found some more stuff about it that, you know, I appreciated on the second listen. And uh, you can hear the Kanye in it so much, it's tight. Yeah, and my buddy Jeff mentioned that that was kind of just one of those albums that's like so perfect for setting as like a score to the conversation the Bonnie Bear stuff is, is amazing for that stuff so it was that was one that was a lot of fun to to get to put together for sure we'll see if he puts some music out this year I feel like he's due yeah he put out a, I mean there's one song two singles I think more than two separate lives take that song kind of quandary and then there was uh there's some episodes i did without you i did about five i think without you so as far as uh, those, those not as not as good as the ones with me. <laughs> those were those were fun, especially the uh, the face to face record I did with Daniel G. Harmon was uh, very fun. 
that was a cool one but that was also just uh it was nice i pretty much just hit up people that were past guests of the cast right you know? so it was right, kind of fun right. to bullshit with those people in uh, not about their music in that fashion yeah. yeah and especially like these people that i've kind of like just gotten to know over the last five years or so in some cases and really gotten to see how their you know music has developed but then for them to send me these records you can also i could almost always clearly hear the influence that this album had had in some way in yeah on their music So outside of uh, the records we talked about. Yeah, we got a couple of just like, uh, you know, sort of honorable mentions that aren't albums, but just songs that, you know. Yeah, or just that, that maybe we've been some artists to this year. that we uh, didn't talk about together and discovered. I felt very cool and hip when you sent me this list. Why? Because I knew two out of the three of these that my younger cool cousin sent me you know <laughs> always keeping me in the game cuz which ones did you know the sam gendel and the galcher so i didn't count count the sam gendel one because i knew about that but but that was a part of your your week that you spent up here in august mm-hmm. and that was a record right we listened moved, to yeah. and, and you turned me on to and and i don't know if it was that one i think you bought a different one at tomorrow records you bought one of uh you bought a sam gendel record though i thought it was at millennium mm, i think it's possible i thought i thought maybe you got that at that tomorrow record spot though i could be wrong we went you to might me, we wrong. went to both that's cool either way we go at, we go we go to all of them <laughs> shout out to both yeah um but anyway yeah that was that's that record is amazing i think that uh sam gendel is is a forward motherfucker and uh he's um yeah, just like what he's doing with Sam Sam Wilkes is playing bass on it. You know, just the drum machine and the saxophone. Like it's just an instrumental record. It's relatively short. It's just beautiful and it it's not like soloistic, you know? He's not like just blowing all the time. He's he's really playing interesting melodic ideas that sort of get you you know, just it makes the songs fly by. Um so that's one definitely for me that that I've been inspired by. And in general, I think Sam Gendel's other shit too is just like, it's on point. So he's, he's one to check out. Music for saxophone and bass. Yeah, that one's got some There's a saxophone very tracks. Bass. Dreamcast Mo also slept on also on ppu people's potential unlimited is that how you out in dc yep um just started buying some of his records and fell in love with it and uh there's a seven inch with the single leo on it and yeah it's just you know that's not even you know from 2021 but just some shit i've been listening to a lot is is the dreamcast mo stuff and sampled a ton of it um put out a record that's only dreamcast most samples um so you know yeah yeah that's that's my guy like i uh, i think that a lot of stuff he's put out is so diverse from from a lot of hip-hop to uh like he's doing some like house stuff you know he's doing some some uh so much some like so much, r&b yeah. it's crazy there's so much like r&b and soul in the mm-hmm. in the tunes so dreamcast mo was one of the ones that i knew about before okay and i didn't know that leo track that leo track is really good but i came across soul belongs to you off of his mm. most recent EP after all mm-hmm. of this. And this is a track that I will often play 
cool, uh, DJ sets, and I put it on one of the, like the monthly playlists. So I just kind of, I just kind of found it cruising. That's internet. awesome. That's 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 good to hear because I want more people to show love to Dreamcast Mo because he's fucking on point, man. He's he's just like not uh, not tethered by the same shit that a lot of artists are. Yeah, you know? it feels that way, and. He's definitely another one of those uh, 2022 podcast guests that I want. Him, you know, yeah. I want to. I want to chat with Dreamcast Mo for sure. Yeah, and I seems like it'd be a good conversation for sure. I also knew about. I knew about the Nala Sinefro. I had listened to this Space 1.8 record, and this is definitely one of those cool late night records for sure. You know. Yeah, it's like a cool cross. It's like jazz for sure, but then it's like it's not, it's not like swinging. You know what I mean? It's like modern jazz with like a lot of space and a lot of a lot of air, you know, and great players. It's cool to hear, you know, modern jazz records that aren't like just like screaming at you how good these people are at their instruments you know what I mean it's like inspiring to hear people that are amazing at their instruments but like sometimes that's at the expense of like compositions you know what I mean and it's cool for this Nala Snuffer record that to me feels like there's still like a lot of like it's really cinematic you know what I mean it's got a lot of composition going on that uh, precedes the players you know what I mean like and then once you get the players there that are also that they are amazing players then then it's cool because it's like over this foundation that is this really dope composition yeah and i feel like sometimes it's like you know it's 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 not like i like i like when when the modern jazz players are pushing the envelope in some way you know what i mean um compositionally Tamberly, you know, I think it's really cool how there's like a bunch of synths on this record, you know. I think that, that that's one of the main things that speaks to me. Um, and how they're used as a, as a, you know, something to create atmosphere. It's not like you're using like a Moog and you're just like shredding on it, you know, because that's sort of the same thing, you know what I mean? It's like using using a synthesizer using a modular synth setup to i don't even know if there's modular on this but just like in general the idea of using whatever it is to create atmosphere i feel like is something that can be done more in in the modern jazz world you know because cats are so so caught up in just like being fucking amazing at their instrument and they are but you know gotta find the, the composition too it's definitely, you know, one of those sit down, put the whole thing on front to back. And like you said, it's super cinematic and it's one of those things that is pretty, uh, it's like easy to slip in to its trance for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's cool. I want to see what, what happens next. You know what I mean? Whenever I put it on, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to keep listening, you know? And then tell me about Goucher Lustwork. Goucher Lustwork? This is my shit. You definitely heard it. Um, I See a Dime. Great song. Uh, the whole record. Amazing. Plain View. Awesome. Like, it's, 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 it's house, but he's, he hits it with, like, a triplet flow, too. And there's, like, just, like, sort of redundant lyrics. It gets really trancey. So it's this like cross between like hip hop and house. Um, and that's, you know, that's on all the DJ playlists. That's on all the shit. Yeah. And it's really, really forward in my opinion. You know, I haven't heard anything that sounds exactly like this record. And I'm sure that there's something. So please, whoever's listening, hit me to it because I want more, you know? Yes. Maybe there's not though. Like that's the thing. Send your questions, comments, suggestions. I want to do a record that people just like put it 
like put out to us you know yeah yeah that would be that would be very fun so the email is in the I guess episode asking for it is the first step we want it we're here for it it's 2022 the world might blow up this year who knows yeah man whatever at this point we're gonna next you know in six months we're gonna be in six months we're gonna be on the 32nd variant of covid mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be summer it's gonna be <laughs> hot hot as fuck um, burning that covid to the ground yeah, yeah that was a thing uh the songs you sent me were, were awesome too tell me a little bit about them i like that you had the mic on there uh shout out to mike you know mike mm-hmm, okay. yep and just like all of the I, I just know mike through working with earl and it's like you know same with uh mac homie and a whole bunch of the the cats that are featured on Earl's shit i, I love yeah so i didn't really uh know a lot about mike before stumbling upon that crystal ball track but i feel like mm-hmm. that was maybe the same night i found the dreamcast mo okay yeah. and that makes sense yeah it was, it was just like one of those things that kind of had that that doom and earl spirit to me mm-hmm. you know just yep. in his delivery and that crystal ball track just the instrumental is is so good and the way he delivers the vocal on that Yo, it's M to the inside. Don't forget to KE the money while I reside. Don't forget to pay me at best. I'm a wake out. Niggas couldn't train me. I dream about big house. Loki on the daily. Remember we would sit out. Show me where they pay green. You flexing just to stick out. I flex because of great jeans. Impressive of a big smile. Yeah, that's just like one of those tracks for me where I put it on and five seconds in. I know that it's it's the real deal yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's going on a playlist it's going on the dj library and i definitely want to learn more about mike this year mm-hmm. for sure so yeah i didn't i yeah i didn't have like too much previous knowledge i didn't realize he had done a whole lot with earl i'm so bad at looking at fucking like liner notes and and track information at this point with you know things he hadn't done a, a whole bunch he's just on like one song or something but that's enough for me you yeah. know same thing with like navy blue i fuck with navy oh blue yeah absolutely I, I got hip to through earl's stuff navy blue is dope um mavi uh maxo mavi yeah i i like mavi as well did did you know anything about this uh new Ginia? Uh, no, but it was my favorite song you put on this. Dude, this song this, this is, a, is a banger. fucking killer. Yeah, man. Merchia? Yeah, Merchia. Merchia? All I know is that it was just front to back running, and it was, it was, it was there. I thought about music so much differently this year. I feel like because I, I've done so much more DJing than I ever have this year, mm-hmm. and that's cool to be able to say that is is good. Luckily, I've also still maintained my love for full albums. You know, I'm not I'm not in this world that I only want to listen to singles, but I definitely built more playlists than I ever had this year, and I also, like I said, I DJed more than I ever had. So I was just l- looking for different stuff and more uh, more things along these lines but then also listening to so much fucking pop music this year it's crazy how much pop music I enjoy at this point I think it's a, a specific lane of pop music it's not I don't know Steph, I'm not not listening to stuff that's on like top 40 but it's a lot of like synthy pop stuff that, that I'm not I hating on Billie Eilish though oh yeah you know? absolutely not 
um, I'm I'm with that for sure. But uh, yeah, the Marchia song is killer, and then Joe Capello is one of my favorite artists that I found out about this year, and I discovered mm-hmm. him through Treefort, and I just think his songwriting is is so fucking good, and uh, he's on Fluff and Gravy Records, which is uh, based out of Portland. And I cool. didn't know is, that he is was he from Portland. No, he's not. He's from uh, like originally from the East Coast, but uh, is Bay Area based. And uh, he was just a really cool dude. And I didn't even know he was on Fluff and Gravy until I bailed um, from the festival and had already done the the chat with him. But um, yeah, just a really really good songwriter. I think that little sleep song is is killer. that and i also really dug the uh the sort of like talking heads vibe of uh that lean into life oh, dude pd is the fucking coolest dude uh i will send you the videos i don't know if you've seen any of his his videos that he makes and puts up on uh like social shit i definitely share them really often because i think they're fucking amazing maybe i've seen uh it's here. I'm gonna send you one right now just to see if you've even seen this dude. But he's great. The Lean Into Life song. That was my fucking. That was the song I kicked uh, 2022 off for my DJ set. I played that coming in, and it does very much have like a Talking Heads vibe. And he he's just like does so much different shit. Like his vibe yeah. is not just being like some electronic artist like that, you know. He's got like more indie rock vibe to some of his records as well, and he makes the funniest videos I think on the internet right now. And he's actually kind of blown up because of yeah, those I videos that he's making. But like the New Yorker did recently did an article on him for the videos that he's been making. So I think those are even more popular than the music at this point. But I think those videos are the funniest fucking thing. And the editing on them, I don't know if he's doing those or somebody's doing it for him, but it's fucking amazing. And he's just become my favorite dude on the internet. Aside from enjoying his music, which is very rad. Just yeah, yeah. Just one of those dudes that I, I want to I want to hang out with. Right. <laughs> favorite tracks a lot of music out there a lot of music coming still too you know this is going to be a whole nother year of even if there's no shows just hella fucking songs coming out you know which is cool so lean into life from pd and then that fan club wallet song was could have possibly been a little too bubble gum for you but i think uh that's like some solid songwriting from fan I liked club it. wallet and i've been playing that song a lot this year for sure that's that's been heavy in the rotation it's a it's a fun jam that has i think the right 90s nostalgic feel to it mm-hmm. no I, I i agree with that
I think they're out of Canada. So. Lots of music. Lots of music. We need to, uh, yeah, we need to pick some records to talk about this year for sure. And uh, I think that I'm also going to, for for the loyal listeners, I think I'm going to shift the releases to the to every other Tuesday for I Dig Records coming in 2022. So this will be the last one that comes out on a Wednesday. Tuesday is the new Go day. Go with Tuesdays. I feel like Wednesday is a little too close to the Friday release day. Mm-hmm. On those uh, weeks where there a couple are coming out. It probably doesn't matter. People are just listening to this whenever they get to it. But uh, we need to pick some yeah, records. People probably don't give a fuck. I do really want to discuss the the DMX documentary on hbo i haven't watched it yet so we both need to watch that and i'd like to make that an episode and we can pick one of the dmx records as well to go along with that chat if we want yeah let's do it i don't know yeah we'll talk about some of the music and then we'll talk about that documentary so that'll be coming at you uh at some point and we'll figure out some other records to do but aside from that, I'll put the uh, the links in the episode notes. Also, uh, you can check out the best of the regular conversations, which uh, I included a clip from uh, our chat this year on yep. that. So people should uh, check out that if they didn't, if they want to hear more of us uh, yammering on earlier in the year, a little one-on-one chat with Kazo doing the deep dive on on the process and the whole the whole thing our grandmother thought it was very good so if that's a good enough endorsement for you then uh i would i would dive into it and yeah suggest some records send us some shit bam bam that's it big thanks to distro kid for continuing to support and uh hit the link in the episode notes for getting 30 percent off your uh your first year you can put as much music up there as you want and uh we should play it out with with the the high pulp jam with uh takua on it sure one of the new tracks that uh kuzo's band high pulp put out this year is uh, i didn't ask for this i did i also right. asked for this feature to happen on your record and yeah this what. is true so dan did say you should i, get to I, or- I orchestrated this and and then one day you texted me and said, hey, we're going to do this. And I was very pumped about it. So yeah, we're going to play it out. We're going to play it out with this track. And uh, yeah, 2022. Here we are, baby. 